Today is Monday, March 12th, the year of our Lord, 2019. Thanks for listening today, whenever it is. So what shall we talk about today? A little something I've been thinking about that I call because that's just what we do. This is a tendency that I've noticed is seemingly ubiquitous in human affairs and human life. Now, being an American, I... I'm used to just washing an apple and eating an apple. That is, if I'm going to eat an apple, the approach was just wash the apple, eat the apple. Maybe sometimes slice the apple, but peeling the apple, that would be reserved for doing things like making pastries or pies or some sort of a dessert or puree or something beyond just eating an apple. Whereas abroad... I noticed, for example, in Greece, that apples are virtually never eaten, at least not in my experience, without being very carefully first peeled. And I've inquired as to the reason for this, and I'm usually met with a look that says something like, why in the world are you asking about what's obvious? That's just what we do. But they don't say that. They usually give a story which is to, to the extent of because we want to remove the pesticides or something like that. And then frequently somebody will then go on to tell me about that the apple that is being eaten right now was actually not sprayed. No pesticides were used. So then I'll say, okay, so if you know no pesticides were used, this organo, or organically grown apple is the one you're about to eat. So then what's the reason for peeling the apple. And there's no answer, but the apples still get peeled before they're eaten. And I realize the answer is because that's just what we do. Now, this has led me to reflect upon the topic or the idea, the concept of people just doing what they're doing because that's what they've done. That's what they've seen done. And so that's what they're going to do. And they're going to do it while being right about it. That is to say, if somebody else does it another way, they're likely to experience that as wrong or strange or foreign. So there actually is a commitment to doing what's been done. Now, this commitment to doing what's been done, rather unconsciously, without actually understanding the reasons behind doing what's been done, 
it seems to me, is neither good nor bad of itself. It's representative of one stage of development, not a high stage of development, but a, a functional or potentially functional stage of development, depending, of course, upon what it is that is being done. And it allows for the perpetuation of a particular process, a particular way of being that is unexamined. A teacher of mine once said, it would be something if you could teach dogs to bowl. But what did he mean? I think he meant that dogs would bowl the same way every time, which means theoretically dogs could hit a strike every time if dogs could bowl because they don't have things in their thoughts that go something like, am I doing it right? Is this the real way to do it? Am I bowling the best way? The dog would just learn to bowl exactly as he was shown, and then theoretically would repeat it every time. Which is a good bowling strategy. If bowling is a game that requires extremely accurate repetitions of a particular skill. Now this approach to life, that is just doing what's just been done, just because that's what's been done, might actually perpetuate something that's functional and virtuous. If what was learned is highly functional and virtuous and useful. However, it's every bit as effective at perpetuating destructive, dangerous, bad behaviors, ideas, and procedures. And I think that the answer is in an inquiring way of being. That is to say, whatever is taught, if it is going to be taught at a high level, must eventually not necessarily at initial stages, or even at intermediate stages, but eventually, whatever is taught must be or should be taught if what is being taught is supposed to be what knowledge is, then it should be taught with a view to its inner order and structure, with a view to its logical relationship to what is, with a view to the values that inhere within the behavior or procedure. I'm reminded that quite a while ago I asked a medical doctor friend of mine for the reason or reasons that she did a particular procedure in a particular way or that she chose a particular method of treatment in response to a certain presenting symptom. Her answer was as follows, exactly as follows, because that's what I was taught to do in medical school. Now, I knew full well that she had been to medical school decades earlier before we were having this conversation. Her answer was nothing like, well, because I've kept up with the relevant research in this area, and what I'm doing is, to the best of my knowledge, absolutely the best possible response that I could have in this situation that was not her response. Her response also was not, well, because of the following reasons, 
I could tell that this procedure done in this manner was going to serve the patient's health outcomes better than that same procedure done a different way or better than a different procedure would have. No, her answer was simply because that's what they showed me to do in school. In other words, her answer was, I'm doing it that way because that's just what we do. So I've been reflecting in my life to notice where am I running something like, because that's just what we do. That is, where am I perpetuating something that's unconscious and possibly not useful or possibly less than optimal being perpetuated for no other reason than that that's what I've been doing. That's what I saw it done. So I'm just going to keep doing that. Now, it's not to say that everything that we learn in that manner isn't worthwhile. In fact, much of what we learn that way, in a sort of instinctual manner, is what allows our lives to work at a level of basic functioning. However, in order to live a life which is meaningful, a life which is, as it were, mine, fully owned, a life for which I am responsible, it is necessary that I inquire into the structure of my behavior and into the structure of my value system, which is driving my behaviors. I do remember this last week I was going to the supermarket and I needed to buy some dishwashing liquid in addition to my other groceries. And I remember that years ago, one of my uncles worked at a grocery store and had for many years, and he said, get Pomolev. That was his understanding of what the best dishwashing liquid was. And I noticed that I wanted to get Pomolev, because that's what he said to get. And I assumed, of course, that because he worked at a grocery store and had access to many different dishwashing liquids, he had tried many of them and he knew which one was best. So there was actually a good reason that I made that note mentally to always get Pomolov if possible. Now, it so happened that on this particular trip to the store, that internal tendency of mine to get Pomolov where possible worked out well because Pomolov was not only available, but it was also on sale that day. So it was the cheapest possible option for dishwashing liquid. So I did find myself benefiting from that advice, but I also evaluated it in the process. And I have noticed that Pomolov does tend to work well when compared with other dishwashing liquids, some of which do and some of, some of which don't work so well. However, I also noticed that I do have also a developed expectation that Pomolov is going to be the one. So that is likely affecting my experience and what I'm open to choosing, what I'm open to selecting. And I'm aware of that. So I'm aware of the tendency of the bias of how I acquired it. And I'm also aware of the rationale for the bias and for its utility because bias doesn't exist for no reason. It exists because it has utility value in experience. 
So this is how I would like to be able to reflect upon whatever it is that I'm doing. I'd like to be able to reflect upon it in such a way that I, when I examine what's happening or what I'm doing, I look at the behavior or the behavioral tendency or the whatever was said, and I'm able to say, what are the reasons that I'm doing this? What are the reasons that it's happening this way? Really looking at it, I've never seen it before. It's that being willing, that willingness to pay attention to the man behind the curtain, so to speak, that in my experience allows life to flow on with more buoyancy and vibrancy and ease and less heaviness, interestingly. Or at least that's the possibility that I see in this inquiry. Be-